All right, so so here's what we're going to be doing uh, for the next several minutes. We're going to be diving into First John chapter three, eleven to twenty-four, and uh, we're we're going to have some uh, some human uh, props, uh, so to speak, and uh, we're going to be setting a scene. And the scene is going to be pretty simple. There's going to be uh, two people initially, and then we're going to be moving in a, a third person here eventually. So, uh, Kristen and Brittany, would you come on up? We want to just set the stage here. Um, uh, Kristen, you're going to be um, empty-handed uh, today because you have need. Do you feel needy today? Have you felt needy in the last week? All right, good. So this is going to be a perfect place for you. Can you just kind of stand right here uh, where I am? And uh, Brittany, you're going to come and you're going to have uh, what? The symbol for love. Yeah, you're going to have uh, you're going to have love to give and to share. So um, the scene is very simple, right? We've got one person who needs love, one person who needs something to be given, and then we've got somebody who has love. And uh, and and really, what we're going to see here is that this is the scene that we kind of see playing out throughout First John. First uh, John commands us over and over and over again to love one another, love one another. First um, uh, John chapter three verse eleven. Here's what he says: This is the message you heard from the beginning that you should love one another, right? That you should love one another. And so we just want to think about what that means from the beginning. Okay, from the beginning, um, that means probably at least from the beginning of their faith connection to Jesus. Uh, from the from the beginning of their faith connection to Jesus, they've heard this message to love one another. Um, you could go back just a little bit further uh, to, to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 13. And what we see is that Jesus had just finished washing the feet of his disciples. And he said to them, hey, love one another just as I have loved you. Uh, Jesus got on his knees and he served his disciples and said, hey, I want you to do this to one another. And you could go way, way, way further back still and, and go to Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Leviticus 19.18, the people of God are freshly out of Egypt. Um, they are a brand new people. <laughs> they are living a brand new life. And uh, God is uh, giving Moses instruction after instruction after instruction of, of how they should do life. And one of those instructions, Leviticus 19.18, is used as kind of a summary of all the rest of them. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so John says, hey, this is the message that you heard from the beginning. Love one another. Um, uh, and so that's why we've set up this scene, right? We've got a person who has love to share uh, with somebody who needs it. Uh, but there's a little problem here uh, that John uh, kind of just hints at. And if we look at the rest of Scripture and really the, the rest of First John, um, that, then we see that this is a, a major problem that gets emphasized over and over and over again in Scripture. The problem is that we are dead. So, um, Brittany, uh, I want to just ask you to um, just lay down right here, if you would. These poor folks, they were so nervous about what I was going to do to them or with them. Um, uh, just see this, right? Uh, this verse has actually kind of captured my heart and, and my attention over the last few days. Um, uh, 1 John 3, verse 14, it says this, We know that we have passed from death into life. Now, just notice how shocking that is. It's the exact opposite of how we normally talk. When we say somebody passed away, what do we mean? <laughs> we mean that they have died, that they have moved from life into death. But here, John uh, gives us the exact opposite equation. 
He's talking in the opposite order. He says that we have passed away, meaning that we have passed from death into life. We've moved from one place to another. Uh, John is trying to draw out a simple truth that, that our natural state, our original state, is death. And uh, this is probably a simple truth for you to grab a hold of. Um, what exactly can dead people do? Nothing. Do you see what's happening here? So, so John is drawing out, hey, we have moved from death into life. And so that means that in our natural state, in our original state, and we'll talk about what death is, but in our natural state, our original state, it means that we can't do what we're supposed to do. <laughs> it means we can't do what we want to do. We can't love one another. We can't love our neighbor as ourselves. We can't really even love Jesus because we are dead. It's our natural state. Dead people can't do anything. They can't um, even want to do something. They are dead. So this is the problem. Uh, the person who needs something, the person who needs love is left with their need. They are left without love uh, because of the death within us, uh, because of our natural original state that we battle against every single day. Uh, let me take some time to just uh, consider what death is. Um, and, and to do that, I've got some other words here uh, to just kind of capture that. I don't want to step on the dead person. That would be bad. Um, so First uh, John chapter 3, verse 14 uh, tells us that death looks like not loving. Looks like not loving. It says that we can't and we don't love, uh, and so we are dead. Um, death looks like hatred. Uh, it's a strong word for our hearts. We're just going to uh, put these things that equal death uh, on top of our dead person-ish. It's okay. Just let it be. Yeah. Uh, death looks like hatred. Um, hatred is an intense, intense emotional feeling. Uh, it, it's a desire to get rid of a person. Hatred. Um, uh, death looks like murder. Um, uh, and and uh, I don't have that word here because hopefully uh, none of us are actually committing murder, but that might be the case. Um, death looks like murder according to chapter 3 verse 12. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting that uh, in our natural original state, our dead state, we might actually murder one another. Now, I want to read uh, chapter 3, verse 12 for you um, uh, and, and just kind of unpack it. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Uh, so that verse seems to, seems to tell us that, that Cain killed Abel out of resentment, out of jealousy. Um, Abel's offering was, ex, uh, was accepted by God. Cain's wasn't. Cain gets jealous. Um, jealousy, uh, of course, gives way to hatred. And hatred gives way to action. And murder is the result. Uh, if we stay on the murder topic... Let's see if I can actually land one of these on you. Nope, not yet. <laughs> um, if we stay on the murder topic, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 22, Jesus actually adds a level to murder. Or, or what he's really doing is he's elevating uh, this emotion up to the level of anger. Now, Jesus says this. He says, um, you've heard it said, do not murder. I tell you, don't be angry. And so death looks like anger. Death looks like anger. 
Um, if we back up still further, there we go, I got one. Uh, if we uh, back up still further, uh, this is First uh, John chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world, to see this, is passing away along with its desires. So um, another way to say this is that uh, death looks like the ways of the world. It looks like the ways of the world. Um, and, and so death looks like the desires of the flesh. Desires of the flesh, maybe another way to say that is simply um, wanting your way all the time. My way or the highway kind of thing. So death looks like wanting your way. Death looks like the desires of the eyes. Desires of the eyes is, uh, is wanting everything that you see. It's wanting more and more and more stuff. It's never being fully satisfied. Uh, death looks like the pride of life. Uh, thinking that you are the best, uh, wanting to appear important, uh, assuming that you are important. And so John says um, that this is our natural state. Our original state is death. And if you're dead, you can't do anything, which means you can't share the love that somebody else needs. You can't share what is needed. You can't come to the aid of other people because of our natural original state. But, but notice that, that John says that this isn't the only thing that's true about us. Uh, John says that this, isn't, that this is our natural state, but it isn't and it doesn't need to be our final state. He says that we have passed from death into life. And so we want to just think about how that is possible. <laughs> um, you can't make yourself alive. Uh, if you're dead, you can't do anything. We've already established that. Uh, you can't want to do anything. You're just incapable. And so we want to think about just briefly, um, how in the world do we pass from death into life? And so we want to introduce this third person, and this third person is this guy named Jesus. Go ahead and come on, uh, come on over, Bill. Uh, chapter 3, verse 16 says this amazing truth, and it's just three simple words. It says, he laid down. By this we know, love, that he laid down his life for us. So do, do you see what happens there? Jesus laid down his life. He self-sacrificed. He took our place. He laid down in our place, and he gives us life. Jesus came with life, and he passed away. <laughs> his natural state, his original state was life. And he passed away into death. Now, just consider how amazing that is. Um, the most considerate, uh, considerate, loving people might lay down their life for people that are alive. Um, they, they might lay down their life for people that are already alive so that those already alive people can stay alive. But Jesus lays down his life for you in your original dead state. He lays down his life for uh, someone whose natural original state is incapable and dead. So, um, Jesus, would you uh, just kindly uh, extend a hand to our dead person and uh, help her up, and then uh, you can lay down in her place. And, uh, Brittany, hold on to that heart, because uh, you're going to need that uh, in just a little bit. Great. And, Brittany, you can step forward. 
and we're going to have uh, Jesus lay down in your place. Uh, just listen to some of these uh, incredible gospel words. First uh, John uh, chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 7 tells us that when Jesus lays down his life, his blood cleanses us from all sin. Uh, that his, when he lays down his life, he forgives our sin. When he lays down his life, it washes away our unrighteousness. It washes our death away. Uh, chapter 2, verse 2 says that when Jesus lays down his life, he becomes our propitiation. Right? He becomes the final thing that needs to be laid down, uh, the, the final thing that, that needs to die in order for our sin to be paid for. Uh, the final thing that needs to be uh, laid down is Jesus, chapter 2, verse 2. Uh, chapter 3, verse 5 tells us that when Jesus lays down his life, he takes away our sin, our death. Uh, chapter 3, verse 8, when Jesus lays down his life, he destroys the work of the devil. See, when Jesus lays down his life, he gives us life. Uh, listen to First John uh, chapter uh, 4, verse 9. We haven't gotten there yet, so um, I, I want you to just hear it and, and see it. Uh, when Jesus lays down his life, he gives us life. It says this, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. We know that we have passed from death into life. Not by any work of our own, but because of him. Because of him, we are now alive. This is your incredible story. This is my incredible story. This is our incredible story that we have a Jesus who laid down for us in our place so that we might live. Now, there are uh, three great consequences that I think John is uh, pointing to here, and all three are just desperately needed in our lives today. Uh, first of all, when Jesus lays down his life, uh, and we know that we have passed from death into life, then we have a bigger picture. Uh, in the context of our verses today, uh, John just got done saying, hey, don't be surprised if the world hates you. It's kind of an interesting sequence. He says, hey, don't be surprised if the world hates you. Um, we know that we have passed from death into life. What John is doing is he's trying to give them a bigger picture. Uh, he's trying to say, hey, look, don't be surprised um, it, it, uh, that, that sometimes you feel unloved. Don't be surprised that sometimes uh, you, you, you feel like people hate you. And on those days when you feel unloved, we, we kind of feel like we've lost our foundation. Maybe like, the, like our legs have been uh, cut out from under us. And what John is doing is on those days when we feel unloved, he's trying to give us a rock-solid foundation that we can stand on. He's trying to give us a bigger picture. He's trying to say, hey, look, that hatred, that, that, that anger towards you only lasts for a moment. You know that you have passed from death into life, and your life lasts forever with Jesus. And so he's giving us a bigger picture than just the momentary struggle of somebody being angry or not liking us or not liking something that we did. Uh, second thing is he's just reassuring them. And, and that might sound similar to the first, but, but just see this, right? When we feel unloved, we tend to doubt the path or the track that we are on. <laughs> Um, am I doing this right? Am I, am I on the right path? And John is giving them some evidence for them to look at. Uh, he's saying, hey, look, if you do this, then you know that you're on the right path. 
Now, don't let the hatred of the world fool you. Don't let it trick you. Keep loving even when you are hated. You're doing great. Stay on this path. Uh, just listen uh, to the words again. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love others. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So he's trying to give them some evidence to look at and say, hey, look, you know that if you love one another, you're on the right path. He's trying to reassure them and their connection to Jesus. And then the third uh, great consequence of Jesus laying down his life and passing us from death into life is that, of course, uh, now we're alive. <laughs> so now we can actually share the love that has been shared with us. Um, so now, finally, we get to involve Kristen more. Is that cool? We're going to move over towards Kristen and uh, just let her hold on to that heart card with you. And uh, now Kristen's hands are not so empty, and she doesn't have quite as much need because love has been shown to her. So, so this is just massively important, right? We desire to be a people. I don't know anybody that goes to Resurrection Ministries that says, nope, I don't want to love anybody ever. <laughs> Everybody I talk to says, oh, I would love to love other people. I want to love one another. I want to follow that command. But so often it's difficult to say, oh, um, I want to be this, but I have trouble actually doing it. The reason we have so much trouble actually doing it is because of our natural original state. And so the great good news that we must celebrate <laughs> and that we have to keep coming back to over and over and over again is that he laid down his life so that I might pass from death into life and share that love with other people. Resurrection Ministries, you have passed from death into life. So go out and live that message that you have heard from the beginning and love one another. Amen? Amen. Would you give our volunteers a hand? Uh, they did a great job. Uh, Thank you, guys. Hey, let's say a prayer, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll uh, continue from there. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your great love, um, that you would come and willingly lay down your life for us in this, in this state of, of being dead and, and not doing what we're supposed to and having all this baggage that we're buried under. Uh, Jesus, we thank you for the great love that you showed. And we thank you for passing us from death into life so that we might move towards others and love them as you have invited us to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.